Welcome back to Marvel News Desk, your best place to keep up with all the latest news, reviews, and speculation concerning Marvel films and TV shows. It is finally here after all the spoilers, all the trailers, all the irrational fan behavior. Spider-Man No Way Home has happened. We have all seen it. We don't have to worry about like tiptoeing around social media anymore. And we're going to talk about it. we got Adam, we've got Rhiannon, we got myself, I'm Caleb. Rhiannon, you are in a very picturesque place compared to usual. <laughs> I'm at a friend's house sitting in her backyard. She has a nice little like covered screen in porch. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to go podcast on your screen in porch. That's um, awesome. So, just what, so if you hear, she was like, but it's loud out there. And I was like, what do you mean by loud? And she was like, squirrels make noises. So if you guys hear squirrel noises in the background. Yeah. That's you would have countered. Well, I'm just going to be screeching about cocks anyway. So, <laughs> I um, I I've been listening to a podcast lately, and they always put it. We've recorded this podcast in our neighborhood with all of the. They put they have some very lovely term for it. They're like all the eccentric noises of dogs and children playing nearby. So if that's what you you know like, and so that's yeah. what you have. You have the yeah. eccentric squirrels. Yeah, yeah. I I don't think they're. I don't think they're that loud. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways. Um, I so, possibly have squirrels in my roof, so we may have more squirrel noise here than there. So. Hey. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm sitting out because I couldn't miss podcasting this week. Uh-huh. Even if uh-huh. I forgot, like, my microphone and everything. <laughs> so <laughs> let's jump straight into Spider-Man. And hey, guess no, what? Okay, first. Charlie Cox is in Spider-Man No Way Home. What a thought. Oh, that's right. Spoilers. That, that's It's like in the first five minutes of the movie, but yes. Spoilers yeah. is going to happen. So if you haven't seen it, give up. All the spoilers. Yeah. yeah, give up on the podcast or give up on the spoilers, but one way or the other. You know. Seriously, like if, if you're worried about being spoiled for Spider-Man, just go see it. Because like, yeah. that stuff is not going to stand or wraps long. No. All of America has apparently seen it as well, based on the box mm-hmm. office. So, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, so Charlie Cox, yeah, started off Spider Man. Were, were you? Was it was? Ever, I mean, you kind of knew what to expect. It was kind of what you wanted. I, I guys, I was so spoiled. There were no surprises for me in No Way Home at all. <laughs> um, at all. Uh, maybe like when things happen, maybe exactly how they happen. It did not change the enjoyment of it for me. Um, but I mean, the Charlie Cox moment was exactly like I was spoiled and told it would be. Um, it wasn't my favorite of the whole movie. I mean, I think I'm just so like, I mean, like we talked about last week, Charles Murphy reported that he would be in this movie over a year ago. And mm-hmm. we talked to Charles Murphy offline enough that I trusted his information. And we you know, trusted that otherwise too, I think, but yeah. 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 I mean, like I, in general, I trusted his information. So to me, this was just like, Oh, thank God. That's finally just like public and sure. And, you yeah. know, everybody just knows and we can go on. Um, so I don't know, even to me, the moment was a little anticlimactic. I was just like, oh, yeah, there he is. Okay, yeah, he got the brick. Okay, all right, let's see what the rest of the movie... Let's see if I like the rest of the movie now. You know, yeah. now that that's out of the way. I didn't even, like... I, 
I was so out of body for it all, like for that moment, but like I was, there was cheering in my theater. Did you mm-hmm. guys have cheering? In the, yeah, 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 I think, I think it was the first like theater cheer in the movie. I mean, I as like, soon as they saw the cane, mm-hmm. I mean, it yeah. wasn't even his face. The cane, like the walking stick showed up and everyone's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And for me, I was like experiencing all of that, but I wasn't a part of it. And then like the scene was over and I was like, Yay! <laughs> it was just like so delayed for me. Yeah. So um, I'll go see it again and I'll scream bloody murder or something. But yeah. uh, so that was, yeah, uh, um, super, super exciting. Super exciting. So I didn't know exactly how it would look. I mean, I did see that leaked photo, which is totally, by the way, real. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. that was that scene. And, um, but when he caught the brick, I didn't know it was coming. And so when it happened, I was like, oh, they're going into powers already. All right, let's go. You know, like that was uh, very exciting to me. Yeah. Yeah. It was such an awkward, like the the, the, the way he did his hand. Um, just so awkward. Like um, Because it was swapped out. It was a snow globe at one point. Mm. They turned it to a brick. Really? Movie magic, yeah. Why not make it a snow globe? What do they do they hate Christmas? Were they worried Maybe. it wouldn't happen for Christmas? Maybe I don't know. Also, how do you throw a snow globe through a window? I think it like you need something hard enough to get through the window. Also, how do you tape a like Mysterio was right message to a snow globe? Yeah. Maybe that's what it was, was like a Mysterio. Yeah. A brick makes more sense. Yeah, a brick makes way more sense. Yeah. Have you memorized all two of his lines yet? <laughs> um, Three I of his I lines? Mean, I'm a good lawyer is one of them. I can't remember yeah, the other one. I'm a You'll really a good, good lawyer. Um, I love that, yeah. And I love that Tom Holland was like, clearly something is wrong here. Like, you know, like, but they just kind of kept moving because there was too much going, going on. Like, we're just not going to go into that. Are we assuming Happy's case against damage control is like going to be one of the cases on She-Hulk then? She-Hulk's supposed to be on the West Coast, isn't it? I don't know. That's news to me. She hulks oh. on the West Coast. Spoilers. <laughs> Is it? Well, I mean, uh, where's where's I mean, where's was that uh, a squirrel? Maybe it's like on a uh, you know district. Federal courts are all wonky or something, right? Southern District of New York is pretty capable of handling itself. Yeah, but, but what happens if this Stark facility was San Francisco or something? Eh, yeah, totally. Totally, maybe. Where is Stark at? Is Stark where? Because they did show the actual facility, which didn't look very New Yorkish. Well, and it would make sense that, um, you know, there were corporate offices in LA for Iron Man 1, 2, and 3, right? Because mm-hmm. he lives mm-hmm. in Malibu and he can drive to the office. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe that'll be one of the, I don't know. I, I, I thought that was something that was circulating, that She-Hulk would be on the West Coast, therefore Daredevil wouldn't be in She-Hulk because he's a New York person, was what people were saying. It's not what I was saying. Right. Oh, wait, so was that so? Because uh, I know airplanes like... exist. Right. Okay. It also, I also kind of love the fact that <laughs> John Favreau, somebody else pointed out John Favreau was 
foggy, mm-hmm. you know, in Daredevil. So mm-hmm. seeing him with Matt was kind of funny, like in the first scene. But I particularly enjoyed like that they had the foggy with the long hair. The look, I mean, the happy with long hair picture yeah. on the news that just like made me think of happy as oh, sorry of John as foggy. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Going into that scene. Favreau looked bad. Do you think they intentionally made him look bad? The dude's been working. I mean, the dude's probably filming Mando and Boba Fett and all this stuff. And he's like, man, I got to hop on this red eye flight to get to Atlanta and all. Like, he was in a lot of this movie. He was. He was in it a lot more than I thought he was going to be. But, like, with the whole CPAP bit and all of that, I wondered if they were, like, intentionally trying to make it look Oh, I thought you meant, like, John Favreau as an actor. Well, in general, like, overall, like, movie magic, they can make somebody look smaller or bigger. Right. Like, I wondered if they were intentionally trying to make it look like Happy was not okay. Yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. I, I, I do think he's just generally getting older, so... So let's go into more generally. Uh, now that we've gotten, you know, Charlie Cox out of the way. I mean, how did you guys feel? Like, did this this movie was kind of built up as like the Spider-Man Endgame? Did it live up to expectations? I mean, Rhiannon, I think you said that you were amazed how much you liked it despite knowing everything that was going to happen. I, I I loved it. Like, so my big complaints in the other Spider-Man movies was that spider-man was doing like like if we go back to the very first one where he's doing the fight on the side of the jet you guys know how much that bothered me how much that Mm -hmm. irritated me and all of this the spider-man fights here the stuff that we saw him do here felt like the right level for spider-man it it was in new york it involved a lot of swinging and climbing up buildings and but just like the meta-ness and the jokes and the and god i'm in love with andrew garfield yes um like it just hit everything just hit right it just all came together just right for me it was the right amount of complicated i mean when you look at how complicated this movie should feel they laid it all out and just sort of put it there for you for it to be enjoyable and for you not to have to worry. I mean, mm. you're not going to sit there and wonder about the multi, if you don't want to sit there and wonder about the multiverse, which I do not, they sort of made it so you don't have to think about it. Yeah. You know, oops. We must've just stepped up and everybody that knew Peter was Spider-Man came through like that's enough. Yeah. Um, so I, I really enjoyed it. Magical, right? Yeah. It was, I mean, it's, uh... No pun intended. The movie was just magic. They stuck the land. I don't know because there was zero surprises. I I did read the plot leaks a year ago or whenever when they went out and not a single surprise. The death wasn't a surprise. This actor, this actor, this actor. The only surprise was the post-credit scene, which I watched when it leaked online last Sunday. I was about to say it was leaked online. All right. By the way, so you guys need to know what good friends... Rhiannon and Adam are uh, someone who we know who I will really remain nameless leaked the strange post credit like pictures of it on their Facebook <laughs> I saw strange and I quickly looked away like threw my phone out of my hand and closed the app and I was like man I can't believe that he put spoilers up 
Rihanna's like, oh, I don't know. That probably is for a trailer or something. Like she was trying to convince me that it was a leak of something else so that it wasn't bothering me. I was being serious. I thought it was just a leaked trailer of Multiverse of Madness, which it was. It was, but it was also a post-credit. But the fact that you let me live in that, I don't know, it helped me not be annoyed by it, that you helped me live in that fiction. So I am glad Rhiannon stayed up at till 3 a.m. or whatever it was, because I had to send her something very special for the Hawkeye episode. So, um, my cat woke me up at 2.50. By the way, Hawkeye drops 10 minutes before whatever. So like it premieres at 2.50 Eastern. Um, This may be breaking news. Kevin Feige has confirmed they are currently working on Spider-Man 4. Okay. Breaking news. Yeah, what's, let me, uh, where's the quote at? I mean, this is not a surprise at all. But. No, it's not. After, yeah, no. I love where they left him. I'm so excited. Amy they made and I and, million dollars today. So, Amy yeah. and I and Disney and Sony are talking about, yes, we're actively beginning to develop where the story heads next, which I only say all right, because I don't want fans to go through any separation trauma like what happened after Far From Home. <laughs> so all the public negotiations that was given everyone PTSD for the next week were all just show or the last week were show. This movie rocked hard. Um it was great, man. They they gave Tom Holland his own movie, even though Doctor Strange was in it. Yeah. I do have some questions about Strange's actions and whatnot. Oh, the one surprise, Strange is not Sorcerer Supreme. that was great that was the once that was not in any of the leaks um and i have questions about that i can't wait till we get into the multiverse talk whenever because loki (laughs) is practically worthless by now um but it was so good they gave tom his his own stuff andrew was entirely amazing that was hilarious him and toby together it was full-on peter parker he should be like that teenage deadpool type or like the nerdy deadpool comedy type or whatever you want to call it um Willem Dafoe's amazing as always yeah uh, I could have probably done without like Lizard and his one line or whatever Thomas Hayden Church was literally on set for probably 30 minutes to, like <laughs> look back at the camera as he dissolved away yeah <laughs> it felt like this him being in sand was so that he didn't have to show up to do anything on set. Right? yeah he was yeah um no it was it was really good I did like the plot wise I mean um sure they was i wonder if they filmed other stuff at the beginning it was charlie a reshoot edition because that was was added very late like i imagine that was one of the final there's a quote actually from holland about them doing a scene very late because an actor was suddenly available um that that we are assuming was charlie right um and yeah. I know from his kin schedule, it was likely incredibly late. Right. Because that stuff was instantly waved away or just quickly waved away. Yeah. Um, they didn't even put the forearms. The forearms didn't even make it into the movie. Yeah, they still weren't his. Yeah, they didn't even. Uh, Ned was amazing. Jacob Batalone was probably my favorite part of the movie, maybe. I Yeah. 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 Um, and to have him be the one that opened the portals for the Spider-Man to come through, I mean, just things I didn't expect. Yeah. Peak MC, that's like a peak MCU move. They're just like, let's give the, the guy in the chair, let's give yeah. Ward Meacham. 
magic powers or something. They, yeah. I mean, they teased a lot about, you know, I mean, Ned's going to become something. Yeah. Like, Doctor I, um, Strange was impressed with Ned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and there was all the stuff about the best friend, like, trying to kill the them. Hobgoblin yeah. stuff. Oh, yeah. I felt like that was foreshadowing for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What really mm-hmm. impressed me, because, you know, the big worry I had and a lot of people had was overstuffing. Right, that this was going to be, um, uh, that this was going to be just too much going on, and I found myself about an hour in going, oh, so far this is a movie about them getting into MIT and like mm. him trying to take care of his friends. Like they kept it small long enough, and it's part of the reason it's a two-hour and forty-minute runtime or whatever is they kept it so that it fit like part of the trilogy and then naturally ramped in to, you know, the multiverse and all that other kind of stuff. And I thought that was um, really brilliant. Like it doesn't, it is less out of place tonally in the trilogy, I think, than Civil War is in the Cap trilogy, you know? All right. All right, can we talk multiverse now? Yes, go for it. Help, help me understand it, please. Help me, because there were a whole oh hell of a lot of Nexus events that happened, and created a bunch of I don't know. Man. I don't know. See, I think this is the perfect portrayal of the multiverse. I don't give a shit about the timelines of the times, because you know, I mean, all three of Sam Raimi's villains died, which would have probably most certainly changed the trajectory of uh peter parker um toby mcguire and then how toby and andrew come in they didn't get get pulled in from their deaths or from the moment they died so it was a bit inconsistent but they they didn't try to do the timeline stuff they didn't try to give science behind it they just said they came from a separate universe and that's what the multiverse should be essentially right who gives a shit about how it works and the science and quantum physics or quantum realm travel um just just make it i was stoked to see the shadow of rhino so rhino's out there somewhere on what rhino's out there on real rhino not paul giamatti rhino and then i think i saw scorpion did you guys notice any other i saw uh, craven did you see the spear yeah i didn't see craven i saw rhino just because that was the most obvious um, but no, man, I think the multi, I don't want to think about the multiverse, man, you know, just have them pop up and have them, um, disappear and all that stuff. Well, I do have, uh, theory about the post-credit scene. Um, but they did give an explanation. Did. They said everybody came through that knew that Peter Parker was Spider-Man. Yeah. So Venom right. knew Peter Parker was Spider-Man mm-hmm. cause he says that he's been in all the dimensions. Those other Spider Men knew that Peter Parker was Spider Man, right? But not, the, I'm talking, yeah, the timeline wise and stuff. They well, have to, and I also have heard, and I think it's true. I don't, so I, I got a screen. This is something I got from watching Screen Crush today. His theory is they did not come in from the moment of their death. They all came in from the moment that they learned that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Now for Doc Ock, that happens to be very close to his death. Mm-hmm. But in that movie, Ock like grabs him by the throat and rips his mask off and he goes, you're Parker. 
And the theory is that's the moment he gets taken from his universe and similarly all the other ones. Like um, Lizard was in Lizard was in a sewer and Lizard figures out that Peter is Spider-Man when he finds the camera in the sewer. So I think it's a decent theory of what actually is going on there. Right. But why are we theorizing about what the movie told us? Like the movie told us what they did. Like he's just saying that's a red herring that they're going to uncover in other movies. No, I don't think the movie ever told us they're taken from the moment of their death. It just told us that they were taken and eventually they will all die at Spider-Man's hands. No, but but they they all described their last moment. They all described the last moment they remembered and assumed it was the moment of their death. Yeah, but I think if you go back, you will find that every moment described is the moment they learned Peter Parker was Spider-Man. Because in many of those movies, they discover it at the last possible minute right before... Because the reality is, Dr. Octopus does not say, I was drowning, because Octopus has a change of heart, right? Like, the Dr. Octopus at the end of Spider-Man 2 Mm -hmm. has had a change of heart, and he's taken the nuclear thing and dragged it under the water and drowned himself in an act of heroism. But this Doc Ock is still angry, maniacal, evil Doc Ock. And he says, I was taken... When I had my hands around Peter's throat and that is the moment he discovers Peter is Spider-Man and he has a change of heart about six minutes later in that movie. I'll allow it. So (laughs) Tobey Maguire's Peter Parker didn't have the self-realization or the self-acceptance until No, so the problem is the Spider-Man. Yes, when Uh they pull out the Spider-Man is more, yes, more confusing. Okay. I prefer theory. not to think about it. Right. <laughs> so I am assuming, based on the theories of multiverse in the MCU, that when they send these guys back, they immediately created five new alternate universes because they had created a Nexus event for each of those guys when they return. And we're already at infinite universes. So now we have infinite plus five. Uh, (laughs) Exactly. It's whatever. Uh, It's whatever. I mean, and that's, I mean, secret wars is in the news again because of whatever and stuff. That's, that stuff's got to be earned, man. We can't have secret wars in 2024. Like everyone thought, because I mean, we need more multiversal stuff. Yeah, I mean, it would not surprise me if this ends with a Secret Wars that's like a Hickman Secret Wars, where it's the multiverse collapsing in on itself, right? Where all of the um, all the universes start to collapse back. Maybe Kang successfully starts to like re-collapse the timelines into one, and they're forced to fight all these different versions of other heroes from other universes to see which which one gets to stay alive, you know? Right, right, right. And that's the thing. The Russo brothers also don't mean secret war, like the one secret wars, right? They just mean like the contest of champions type. Everyone just is the kind in the movie. So I don't know, man. All right. So let's go ahead. We're talking about multiverse and stuff. I am ecstatic about the treatment of Venom. A few weeks ago, Adam, you made me admit that Venom was in the MCU. But now I can happily say that he was in the MCU for approximately 90 seconds of screen time before they blipped him right back out 
and they left symbiote behind so we can have a real venom in the mcu that is i'm so happy that scene just made my day this got rid of my tom hardy problem it got rid of the stupid venoms are going to be made mcu problem i can just suck up that 90 seconds of stupidity hated that scene because i hate that venom but anyways just like i can tolerate i mean mcu venom is only here because of tom hardy so that's fine you can feel whatever you want but we're only getting venom in the mcu because tom hardy's venom came through so it's that's fine it is what it is we'll see it does pose a lot of questions i mean we are getting venom in the mcu um so I would guess that's Spidey 4 or something. If that Venom knows like multiverse because it's been around the multiverse or whatever, wouldn't it know all the Eddie Brocks? Like, wouldn't he be able to mock Eddie? I mean, I could just imagine him being like, Eddie, you're not as cool as the last Eddie I knew. And yeah, would it? Anyways. No. They say there's a good explanation of what symbiotes can do in Can Black, but I only got it through one issue because it's about that about that way. So if you guys want to read through Can Black, apparently they might answer that question. I just don't want to do it. No, me either. Yeah, it's. Uh, I would like to. I was saying, you know, to my bunch on the way home, I kind of want to see them let Spidey wear the black suit for a couple of movies. Like I would really love him to get the black suit in four and then Venom doesn't happen till six, you know, like kind of let the, the, the black suit slowly become a problem and fester. Cause that's the way it was in the comic books. It's not like he got the black suit and a month later Venom came out. Like they kind of let that storyline ride a little while. And I think that would be, interesting and clever particularly if you make that second trilogy a little darker to where you really take him down a rabbit hole of angst and anger for two movies before he finally gets overcome by it and has to you know expel the the symbiote at the end of movie five or whatever i don't know man i did anticipate you know tom being sucked away or something and that's how the spell would and is how he would go into the the Sony Universe Marvel characters. Who knows? Maybe that's what Madam Web comes back for. She remembers something about the multiverse or, or Peter or something. Um, I don't know. I mean, all those scientists that they just cured is going to remember that they were in a different universe. Right? They just yeah. won't know about that Peter Parker from that one universe. So I, I don't know. I mean, eventually you would think there is, Sony is going to want Tom Holland in their movies because I don't think they'll be able to recast a different Spider-Man unless they do go like the Miles route or something. I mean, they hinted at it a little bit more about there having to be a black Spider-Man out there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was bummed that there was no there was no Donald Glover. You know, like I was hoping for something connective, but yeah. Right. Uh, I don't know. I mean, would you be shocked if tomorrow Sony announced a new Garfield movie or a new McGuire movie or even both? Uh, they they want Sinister Six to happen so bad, and I think this movie essentially served as a backdoor pilot for for a million different movies. You know, uh, Sinister Six, two of what you said. You know, Sam Raimi 
has his Spider-Man four movie. Um, you know, they wanted Andrew Garfield to do Sinister Six. So who who knows? Maybe Andrew Garfield is Sony Spider-Man or he is the uh um Spider-Man of the S U M C or whatever. Yeah. Um I was really impressed with they actually like did character development for all these multiversal villains. I don't know why. Like I just kind of assumed that they would open a portal. Partly because I guess of actor availability or whatever. I thought they'd open a portal and like a whole bunch of villains would pour out of it and then he'd fight them and that would be it. But like the way that they brought him out and they had them interact and they interacted with Strange and they interacted with MJ and Ned and they had like each of them had a different response to what was going on and they like furthered the 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 character work from the original movies. I just thought all of that was far more careful and thoughtful than I anticipated any of these villains being, you know? I mean, we expected cameos and what we got was actual characters. Hmm. I mean, for me, I expected all of it. I mean, I don't know what I expected to actually take up the movie, but I kind of thought all of these from the other movies would just be popping in as a cameo and no i mean like garfield is my favorite thing about this movie like he was great and and i mean and doc ock like and like they were all amazing and we had heard these guys are going to be in it they must have shot significant stuff i mean there is a 45 minute section in this movie that is an ensemble piece with Molina and with Defoe and with Jamie Foxx and with um uh three name guy that I can't remember Hayden Christian no not Hayden Christian Thomas Hayden, <laughs> Tom, Thomas yeah. Hayden Church Thomas Hayden Church there you go you know like all of those guys were legitimately I mean they had to sit they they but they filmed some stuff I mean, the fact that we weren't sure really that Defoe was in this until a month or two ago when he clearly had to have been on set for a lot of it was fascinating to me. I mean, that story of Maguire like being outed by the delivery person right. when he was staying at the hotel, I'm like, how were there not a bunch of those? How was he not seen all over Atlanta for as much time as he must have spent on set? Yeah. Except for this was pandemic fil- filming, and I felt like you could really see some of the pandemic moments. Like when there's three Spider Men, very much it was like one of their face and them talking, and the other's face and them talking, and then the third one. Yeah. Like they were very much not all together at the same time, much at all. Yeah. Um, uh, it's a small thing, but I want to mention it like the, the universe building and interconnectivity stuff. The fact that Rogers the musical was getting brought like advertised all over New York in this movie, I thought was really cool. And then we'll talk about Hawkeye in a minute. But the Hawkeye, um, I don't know if you noticed Kate and Yelena, Yelena to this week were talking about, hey, you should go visit the new Statue of Liberty. And I was like, new Statue of Liberty, and then that immediately paid off in this movie. Like, you know, they're starting to put those things together. We heard Westview name dropped in the post credit. I, I love, you know, it should be this way, but the Disney Plus stuff bouncing back and forth with the movies is excellent. 
like strange just not caring about Westview, but which is um, insane. Absolutely, like, whatever. Who hasn't taken over a small town? Um, but you weren't spoiled on the new Statue of Liberty. No, like that was a leak long ago when they were filming. Somebody had a picture of the Statue of Liberty with the with the Captain America shield. Yeah, no, missed that. Which is just weird that that wasn't like that was happening when we had Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Um, but I mean, they would have been working on adding that shield because it was almost finished with construction in yeah. this movie. So that would have been going on whenever Falcon Winter Soldier was filling or was, you know, taking place. So the interconnectivity kind of dies a little there. Okay. Well, but they must have finished it, right? Because they just totally destroyed it in Spider-Man, but then Spider-Man ends at Christmas time, which Hawkeye takes place, so... Right? No, so Spider-Man's I, I, before I, Hawkeye. I mean, I think Hawkeye right. took place, like, the week before they destroyed the Statue of Liberty. No, so I'm a little confused here. Uh, most of this movie takes place in October, does it not? Or at least somewhat close after? Because he I sees... Mean, the Halloween decorations, he goes to Strange Place. No, right before he sees the Halloween decorations, the manager of that donut shop tells MJ, you need to get these decorations down already. So okay. it's sometime after Halloween. And yeah, but- when he flip when he flips through New York, the Rockefeller Christmas tree is up. Right, at the so, end, right? Yeah. But then, so what school starts at least September, right? So there's just a one month jump towards the beginning of the movie, or when? Yeah, see, I took it as the scene, the scene in the with the Halloween decorations takes place sometime, I assume, like November ish, unless they really kept them up a long time. And then most of the action takes place in November. And then there's a little gap. He does not go see MJ the next day. He sort of takes a little time to cool down, you know, like from the, the Statue of Liberty. And when he comes back to the coffee shop is like a couple week gap is what I'm assuming. Oh, yeah. I assumed he took some time. I mean, because they have their new MIT acceptance and all that. Right. right. I assumed there was some time. Yeah. Um, let's talk about where it does leave everything. I mean, you said, Rihanna, it's kind of a brilliant restart to the franchise. Because it gives us, I was amazed how much it was a response in my mind to um, to the complaints that people have made about these movies, right? Oh, it's just Iron Boy Jr. And he's got all this money and all this tech. And he's not really a scientist and he's not really poor like the real Peter Parker. And now he's got no tech. He's got no Stark stuff. He's got no money. He's you know, like it really did put us back in Sam Raimi Spider-Man Two territory as far as his situation in life, which I think is interesting and an interesting place to start a new trilogy. You know, he's doing then like the classic suit that he sews himself. Mm-hmm. Like I just enjoy it. I mean, I just like it. It it brought him back, and we get to see him make MJ fall in love with him all over again which was adorable the first time around. Um, no, I love it. 
now we have to look i mean yeah plot wise i just not i mean what characters do we have to look forward to you know chameleon um potential craven crossover craven they'll do yep venom and symbiote symbiote yeah i mean that's like the one way you get bigger than what you just did now right is actually having venom in the mcu and i think i think the sinister six thing is still gonna happen here I don't think that they have Venom and Scorpion in jail. I'm not convinced we've seen the last of Mysterio. The way that you hype people back up is that you do another Sinister Six kind of movie, one or two down the road, that includes Michael Keaton and Jake Gyllenhaal and Michael Sando. And then you add in like a Craven. You know, like to me, that's that's a way that you build the hype machine back up again perhaps so you're saying sinister six would be an mcu movie yeah so just spider-man sinister six or one if i'm if i'm in charge movie five is like a craven's last hunt kind of deal and the movie six is a sinister six bringing craven back plus all the other villains that we've had in the home universe and then it ends with him having to get rid of the black suit that he's got on and then we do a Venom Carnage thing in movie six. Do you think the next movie has home in the title, Caleb? No. I hope not. I hope no. not. But it'll be it'll be something else. I mean, they'll they'll find some other thematic thing to do. So they could I mean they might go to it wouldn't surprise me if they made it. I think the home thing they got tired of. So like it wouldn't surprise me if it's spectacular Spider-Man. Or something like that, you know. Sensational. Yeah. What? Um. Yeah. I don't. Know. Well, so at one point, um, the writer of Craven said Spider-Man's in Craven. So I wonder. That's a whole other thing. They're gonna start filming that soon. Yeah, um, I mean, we'll see more when Morbius. I almost wonder if, like, they're gonna be like this broke down the bonds between spider verses and now there's random blips where all of a sudden spidey gets transported to the other universe like that's possible too but it also really does kind of like like eddie brock the the venom that we know definitely lives in a different universe he is definitely not in our main mcu universe Mm -hmm. so it kind of does give like a way to be like all right, you guys want Spider-Man in these movies? You have Garfield over here. Put him in your movies. Yeah. Well, and the other big question will be what Holland's up for. Because Tom Holland is, you know, he's hemming and hawing about maybe I don't need to do any more of these. Maybe I need to make space for a new young actor. I think a lot of that is him just trying to negotiate the biggest payday possible. But the flip side is I don't think... I don't know. I don't think Tom Holland is going to sign up for three more MCU Spideys plus four more like Sony universe. Like, yeah, we're going to do three more Spidey movies and you have to be in two more Avengers movies. And you also have to sign up to be in Morbius 2 and Venom 3 and Craven the Hunter. I think they almost need another actor just to like, you know, like take the spread out the load a little bit. Cause I don't think he's going to want to do everything that Sony's going to want to do for the next 10 years. For sure. 
Um, you guys have anything else pressing? Did you guys have feels for Aunt May? Oh, I, I still, yeah, I can't hardly think about it. It still gets me like, oh, and the fact they gave her the line, you know? Oh, right. And there is no Uncle Ben, evidently, like, because mm. Peter was just like, oh, okay. Well, no, like, so there is an Uncle Ben. His suitcase in, um, in Far From Home has the initials of B. Parker on it. So there was an Uncle Ben. But, but I think maybe, seemed... maybe in this universe, he, you know, I don't know, had cancer and died or like, you know, like had a car accident or something. Like it just wasn't a tragic Spidey related thing, maybe. Yeah, he seemed to have no emotional connection to uncle ben you know when the other guys were talking about their uncle ben dying so uh the other crazy thing this does along those lines they cannot do a traditional norman osborne green goblin story in the mcu now right like this peter parker would be insane to become best friends with harry osborne after meeting that norman osborne right he they've set a tone of him feeling like he can fix people right so i could see him going into it with like yeah i could be friends with him i just you know, need to look for warning signs and fix him maybe yeah there's i did also no oscorp so they yeah. did not buy avengers tower <laughs> correct that's what i was thinking too i did really love and maybe this is the pacifist in me a superhero movie that's like we can't just take on our enemies by punching them in the face like that actually punishing those who've done wrong is not the only way to deal with them but there's actually something about rehabilitation like i think there's it's to me it's relatively deep like there's a lot you could talk about the criminal penal system and how we deal with war and maybe this movie i think could be read as an allegory about what we think about immigration even you know like there is a lot of interesting things here about do you treat people like monsters just because uh, even if they have done bad things or do you hope to be able to um you know help people make a new way you know and so you have these invaders yeah. from a different universe and strange is like we just got to kill them and somebody's like no we can do something other than just kill our enemies and the fact that like may ties that into the power and responsibility thing i thought that was all pretty deep and powerful but i don't want to like discount that idea but i don't think sony probably thought of that when sitting down saying how can we make the most money possible i think john watts may have though maybe maybe but by the way i'm all for fantastic four i was worried after having super grounded and gritty spidey man but you have Fantastic Four, man. They can throw a million characters in there now and it'll be good. <laughs> All right, let me ask you about the strange teaser at the end. I I loved it. Maybe it was just because I was at the end of a movie that I love so much, but every three seconds of that thing, I was like, oh, what? Oh, ah. like <laughs> mm-hmm, it was mm-hmm, just... Mm-hmm. And the reveal at the end of Evil Doc, like we have heard rumors that that was coming. It's still, I was like, oh, <laughs> like it mm-hmm. still took me off guard, you know? 
Mm-hmm. There, mm-hmm. there were fists flying between me and the person I was at the movie with. They were like, "What, what the hell? Do you did you know that? Like, what, what did I just see? What I, I don't know. It was just, it was just awesome." Yeah. And Shuma Gorath like confirmed Adam. I think there was a Lego leak. It's not Shuma, unfortunately. Oh. Uh, Gargantos. Who in the comics? Gargantos appeared in two issues alongside Prince Namor. So I wish it was Shuma Gorath. I think it's the the thing is probably tied to Shuma Gorath some right. way, like a minion or. The Kaecilius to Dormammu or whatever. It looks incredibly Doctor Strange esque, even more so than the first one. And it seems connected was... to whatever tentacle thing is in What If, right? Mm-hmm. I would assume that's the same thing. Uh, then What If Strange Supreme? Um, as I'm assuming that's who that was. Um, the Marvel Legends wave spoiled that a third Strange is going to be in it as well. Or just a new costume, right? Maybe. Maybe different facial hair too. So he changes his facial hair throughout the movie. Um, they also gave us a look at Rentra. Rentra looks amazing. Oh, see, I didn't even, it's all so fast. I didn't even see, like, notice. No, that. not in the trailer. The Marvel oh, the figures. Yeah, yeah. Right. I'm not convinced that's our Baron Mordo, but I can't tell you the theory I have without potentially spoiling the movie. He looks awesome to me. Like yeah, I love. I like how they said, "Now oh, we're not doing Jericho Drum. We'll just give, we'll just make Baron Mordo kind of our Doctor Voodoo, our dreadlocked man." Um. Yeah, Wanda. I thought looked great. It, I mean, we didn't see much of America Chavez, but like mm-hmm. we got the jacket, so that was that was nice. Floating through, it's yeah. It's I mean, it's just gonna be interesting how the the multiverse goes and Strange is the villain of his own movie. Um, which I don't think is going to necessarily end up being the case, but it looks dynamite. It looks spooky. Yeah. They kind of sort of maybe address Westview. It's, it would be a shame if they did. If like, that's the only um, time they speak about Westview, that's going to be wild. Just absolutely wild. Yeah. I want that to be like a third act thing. Like, okay, Wanda. Now we're addressing Westview. I think at the very least, I, I would be shocked if the Darkhold does not come into this movie somehow. Right, right, right. Which I guess is like the multiverse. But then, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I just have so many questions. Like if the Darkhold knows about the multiverse, how is it? I don't know. We'll see. That's why you don't bring science into stuff about the multiverse. You have to remember, Adam, at this point, there's always been a multiverse in the MCU because the nature of the multiverse being across time is it either always existed or never existed. And so when they pull the switch at the end of Loki, it means that our universe has always had a multiverse from the perspective of the characters inside the universe. Sure. So uh, it's, it is. It's. It is worrisome too. Benedict had like a, a weird quote this week too, where he's like, "I'm not sure if Doctor Strange has an arc in this movie, or there's so much in the movie where he's unsure of his character's arc or his own arc." He's possibly confused well, too about which version of himself. Like, Ryan you know, what, on what day, and each day, who am I playing today? <laughs> right. 
All right, you're right, Rian. We have to talk about Hawkeye. I've got to go in a little bit here. So, uh, yeah, so Vincent D'Onofrio is also in the MCU now. <laughs> Worst reveal ever. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to... Like, I was so mad. I was so Grainy mad. photo on, like, also... I this, like, grainy photo, this Daddy Warbucks-looking whatever in this grainy photo, and I'm like, that doesn't look like Vincent D'Onofrio. What? Did, and I was Does she so still mad. have the cell phone from when she blipped? Like, I mean, mm-hmm. anybody with a decent iPhone could take a better shot than that. Like, good gracious. Well... But if you took it from really far away and zoomed in and, like, oh, popped yeah, it yeah. to, like, something super zoomed... But... It, or she still has the phone from when she flipped, which was a very cool scene. But I was so mad until like the credits like actually showed his name. Yeah. Um, I I was so mad. I was like, if they are going to have another week of speculation of was that Vincent? Was it not? Was oh. that Vincent? Was it not? Yeah. Like to actually have his name in the credits, like that's the only reason I didn't burn the world down. <laughs> um, but so I was not excited about that reveal because I was like, just get me Vincent. My takeaway from how small his role in Hawkeye will inevitably be at this point and how small Charlie's role is, how much does Kevin Feige freaking love Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio that basically at the first moment he was legally allowed to, he ran out to shoehorn these guys into two properties that frankly they're not really needed for like i'm not complaining about it but they're in it so little that it shows you that he was just desperate to just get charlie on screen as fast as he could and to get vincent on screen as fast as he could maybe it was a payback for someone sending them a special hat he's like i should probably get them something for sending me the hat Wear the hat, Feige. Wear the hat. I'm sorry. He needs to. I, I'm pretty sure he probably will sometime. Do they think, do post-show press, maybe. Do you think he's got it? Like, did it make it through the filters, do you think? I, I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. It was sent... I mean, for those that don't know what we're talking about, Save Daredevil sent him a Save Daredevil hat. And it was, like, like it's not, like, red. It's, like, we looked at the hats that Feige wears, and it's yeah. black, and, a, you know, like... Yeah. It, it looks like one that he would actually wear. Um, and that was pre-COVID. So, you know, they sent it to his office pre-COVID. So he has it. I mean, I, no, I don't, we have no way of knowing if it actually made it to his hands. But um, it could have. I mean, we have reason to believe that he heard us. Yeah. All right, let me give you my random... I don't feel like there's a ton to talk about Hawkeye this week. Let me give you my random theory of the week. Hawkeye's wife, Laura, is actually Vanessa. Years ago, S.H.I.E.L.D. had interactions with Kingpin. He was dating Vanessa. She met S.H.I.E.L.D. agent Barton, fell for him. And the reason she's in hiding is because Kingpin wants to kill them both because Clint stole his girl. I don't think it's going to actually happen, but it would be a fascinating story. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Because she didn't come to New York with him. Right. Right, but they have kids. Oh, but yeah, the kids were in New York. I, they can't give Vanessa away, right? Because isn't that part of the whole entire meme? 
they did say we but the directors just said we'll know this week if the netflix shows canon i yeah i i'm hopeful that that is the case absolutely i mean that's much harder to prove i mean that's much easier to prove as a positive than a negative like it's very hard to prove that it's not canon but it's very easy to prove that it is right you know it would if it's not canon it is also a huge lapse in judgment on marvel studios part putting him in the same exact clothing we last saw him in see my theory is that matt murdoch blipped and kingpin and foggy and karen and anybody they don't want to come back the same way did not so they went on with their lives and like went in these other directions and all involved or whatever um, but those that they didn't want to evolve did not. Huh. That's interesting. I'm pretty sure these are different versions altogether, but we'll see. I don't know, man. There's the broken leg theory about how Matt broke Kingpin's leg in the final fight. Now he has a cane. Like they didn't even give him a purple, what's it called? An ascot or whatever the hell it is. Not a scarf, but the. Yeah. See, I, I'm not judging. I don't even know what Kingpin looks like yet. All I saw were some ridiculous distorted pixels on a freaking cell phone image. Uh, yeah, but he's not wearing the fat suit everyone said he was going to. Or at least the fat suit of the Spider-Verse, which there were several people really, really settled on. He's not Spider-Verse size Kingpin. Yeah, uh, yeah. imagine that, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, he is Kingpin that could gain some weight over five years. Um, my other theory this week is her mom has set up Swordsman. Swordsman's actually not a bad guy. He's just a dimwit. And he actually has been like the Kingpin and and Mama Barton or uh, Mama Bishop have actually set up Swordsman. He's actually not that bad of a guy. Yeah. I'll roll with that. I mean, it's pretty clear she's she's not the nicest person in the planet in her whole her, her bonding moment just seems fake which is peculiar it didn't seem very motherly or anything uh, at least to me well and it makes sense to me if you go back through it what armando was threatening her with is i'm going to tell my nephew that you don't really love him you know like you break it off with him and spare him or else I'll do it for you because I know that this is fake and you're just using him. To me, that would be, and that means that she's the one that killed Armand, you know. I could see it totally happening. I could see her. Are, are we getting Mayor Fisk? I don't I don't know. I would like to see that that type of stuff. But um yeah, I don't know why they would meet at the location they did and not Avengers Tower or Fist Tower or whatever. If there's ever been a time in history where people would believe that someone like Fisk could be elected, I feel like it's now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. So we'll see. We'll know if the Netflix shows are canon in just a couple of days from now. Supposedly, yeah. Supposedly. Do we have any other thoughts on this week, Hawkeye? I feel like this was kind of a like everything that happened this week had to happen, but it wasn't anything to, I am curious if they're setting up Kazi, is that his name? To mm-hmm. actually become the main villain of Echo. 
Uh, one or are of they them. setting up Fisk to be the real villain of Echo? Well, or them in concert, I guess is what I would say. Right. Yeah, probably. Uh, I mean, I'm sure there's going to be something that happens, a traumatic event that happens in episode six that would turn him from Kazi to the clown. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Also, just need to say, I liked Yelena, Yelena better in this than I liked her in Black Widow. She was charming, she was funny, and you totally believed that she would slit Kate's throat if she had to. You know, it was like, I'm being kind to you because it's advantageous to me, but if you cross me, you will die. Like, I just felt like she played that absolutely perfectly to be the ambiguous, you know, anti-hero that we need her to be to be in Thunderbolts from here on out. I like her a lot. I like her so much. She was great. I'm enjoying everybody in this show. All right. Um, I assume we're going to talk next week to wrap up Hawkeye and we can do more. I'm sure there's no way home stuff that we totally did not get to. Um, but we can we can next week. Is there anything else before we wrap, guys? What's the wildest prediction you have for the finale? Wildest prediction. Unannounced Daredevil appearance. Whoa. That is wild. Uh, yeah i'm going to say um speaking of vanessa but i think julia louis dreyfus is vanessa or hawkeye season two post credit scene or announcement yeah i think the craziest thing that i could see happening is they kill clint <sighs> that would be the worst move ever just let the man live you actually give him some character development and you kill him let him go back to the farm and chop some wood. I, I agree. I mean, I want to see, I think that they're going to do a happy ending for the Christmassy part of it. Um, but also the show would go down in infamy. If this was the way that they brought the new, Oh, here's a better one. I bet we'll see. I bet we see another young Avenger somehow. Ooh. I bet somehow they will connect us to somebody. I don't know who maybe Billy or Tommy. Marvel? Uh, oh, Miss Marvel, that's a good one. Maybe Cassie Lang somehow comes into it, but yeah. Or or Patriot is the other option that they bring in um, Isaiah Bradley's kid. You think, will they make Yelena a young Avenger, you think? Because the Avengers need a Black Widow. No, she's going to be like a Thunderbolt Dark Avenger thing, mm. I think. That's what they want you to believe. <laughs> They got you exactly where they want you. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Rihanna, hey it, it, it's not possible you're at Chris Bruski's place, right? Because I feel like that was his backdrop <laughs> the one time he talked to us. Well, now that y'all called me out on it. I'm just seeing random brownies coming in. So, well, yeah. I was about to say, you really think Chris Brewster is here feeding me chocolate cookies? Probably not. No. <laughs> all right thanks for listening to the pod guys uh thanks for your support thanks for patreons all that stuff we'll see you probably next week